You ready to go? Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm already recording. That's Are you so recording? annoying. I am. I'm recording now. So, so let's talk about why wh- we took our break. <laughs> <laughs> why did we take our Because I needed to freshen up my drink. So we've decided after a long day of work that we're going to, uh, while we do the podcast, we're going to sip on a little mixed drink or whiskey or some kind, something. Yeah, because earlier... Just to loosen up. Earlier, we liked to talk about, you know, problems, addictions that people have and... (laughs) Yeah. I don't like... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And my grandfather's drinking problem. Yeah. In honor of Rich. Plus, Max talks like he's got a stick up his ass when he's sober, so we got to change that. And you don't? (laughs) You should see (laughs) how smiley and happy you are. Somebody got defensive. (laughs) You're so smiley and so... You're not usually like this. Very touchy and (laughs) love... Listen, I'm a happy You're drunk. mushing Frankie over <laughs> there. Who's you, Frankie? So what are we drinking today? We're drinking Earl Grey gin. You wanted delect- to go with whiskey. I told you it was too hot for Way too hot. Today. Yeah, you know, you're right, because this is good. So I don't have much over here at the shop to mix with, but we had raspberry iced tea, Razzmatazz. unprocessed honey, and Earl Grey dry gin, and it's delicious. That's not Earl Grey, is it? That's Corgi. Earl Grey gin. Oh, oh. oh. Corgi is the brand. It's good. I like it. You know why? Because it'll let us loosen up a little bit. It'll let you loosen up a little bit. Neither, right? of, us, neither of us will have stick-ups our butts. I'm still... Sticks-ups <laughs> our butts. And then we can kind of talk freely and talk about the day. I mean, what else What else do we do? What else, uh, what else have we learned in the past couple days? Wow. Yeah. That's a big one. Well, last week was 4th of July. That was a long weekend. America's I get his birthday. The three day the three day week was the longest week of the year. I don't know what it was. It was it very went long on and very slow. That's forever. Why. Because we came back and you're like Wednesday became Monday and it, it, it just takes you a little bit to get going. No, there's no rhyme or reason why it should have felt that long. It's a three day week. You ever seen the <laughs> did you watch The Simpsons growing up? A little bit. I mean, the Simpsons scene. have been on for, what, 30 years? There's a scene where he goes to detention, and he's, like, staring at the clock, and he just wants to get out, and he does that, oh, like that moan that he does, and he's looking at the clock, and the second hand starts slowing down, slowing down, stops, and then goes backwards. <laughs> That's how last week felt. Never ending. Plus, it was 90 degrees. Have we talked about how much I hate working in the heat? <laughs> we talked about your uh, weather stipulations. Dude, the heat, the heat, and I think we talked about this before, like, you know what the worst thing is when it's blazing outside and you go to a customer's house who's enjoying their life with the windows open because they're not overly exerting their bodies. They're like, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to let the breeze flow through. First of all, bree- it's the surface of the sun breeze. It's a, <laughs> it's a sun flare that's coming into your or living room. Or just fans where you're just blowing hot air. And then, so you get to the house and we're working. We're taking down walls. We're cutting down sheetrock, busting out cement to like put vents out the, dying. Like, please just turn on the air conditioning just a little bit, please. You were, gro- you were gross last week. I, was, I saw the. <laughs> I, you were. You know where my? We you know where my people are from. Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Absolutely, Icelandic Vikings. I traced my ancestry. No, you didn't. I did. So check this out. Me, Dutch. me and your, my grandfather is when my mom's side is all 
Italian, you told me. My dad's side is German and Italian. My grandfather's German. My grandmother's Italian. Quartz is Dutch. So, you're right. Italian and Dutch. Italian and Dutch. Quartz is Dutch. But my mom's side... So, you know how I got got an ancestry? I went to go see... Your sister calls me one day. She goes, I have tickets to Anderson Cooper. You want to go? I'm like... All right, <laughs> so we Gross. went. To, yeah, it I was, would never. It was so cheesy and stupid. We went for well because we we're going to hang out in the city afterwards. So we go, and it was some ancestry special, and he gave everyone in the audience a free one year membership to Ancestry.com. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I sat on it for a couple of weeks, and then I started getting into it. It's addictive because. <clears throat> The way it works is you track records that they have, and they get most of their records from Mormons. Mormons keep really, really good records. Really? How and do you the, get your records from Mormons? And set, more, they'll, they'll go to Mormon records to look up last names, and they'll file those, like the papers or register. I saw my, the registration card from one of my relatives who was in, in the Union side of the Civil War. I found out all my relatives fought for the Boo. Union side of the Civil War. <laughs> You're terrible, dude. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> but you can see this. You can see the signatures and stuff. So I started going back, and with my grandfather, I get to him and his brother, and it just stops. I can't find anything. I think Completely the Mormons stops. Know, know how to run a really good business. The Mormons don't own Ancestry. Ancestry goes to the Mormons for the records. They anyway, have to pay them. Stop huh? dwelling on this. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. So I found one line through my mom's side on my grandfather's side shut used to be shot from germany found out that through that one line went through this woman named sarah cunningham which was one of the first settlers from europe from the on one of the boats that came over here for the first pilgrims she signed and has her name on stone in virginia I followed that line all the way back to where Scottish kings were marrying their daughters to Icelandic Vikings for like 200 years back in the year 900. And I, you could, you follow that all the way back. Calling fake news. Well, here's the thing. It's probably not completely true, but people used to, People used to kind of back then put their ancestry against the lords of their land. So their background ended up being intertwined with that. And once you, once you find a line that's royalty, you can trace it back forever because those records were kept like that. So I'm going with it. First of all, it's you look at me, yeah. do me and my brother not look like Icelandic Vikings? They're big boys. Fat Icelandic they're, they're Vikings. big boys, yeah. <laughs> just Vikings that have fat. a 7-Eleven down the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's not like I'm some, like, 5'9 little, <laughs> like, Italian-looking whoa, whoa, guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not 5'9. Nice try. He's, these, he's not 5'9. In nine. boots, I am. <laughs> on these big blocks of wood, I'm, I'm, I'm as high as you want to be. <laughs> no, I thought that was cool. I, and when you get Ancestry, um, the... Do you have to send the swab in? No. That wasn't around when I got the membership. That's 23 and me. Don't ever do that, Something by about the way. that I don't trust. You shouldn't. You know why? They'll keep the DNA on record. They keep your DNA on record. My mother did that, and she found her side of the family 
and she traced it back to Plymouth Rock, actually. Her side of the family is, is, is was here early on. She's actually from Plymouth, I call fake news. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> How does it feel? It wasn't that uh, important to me. How does it, it, feel, how does it feel when important? you're talking about your family history and I just shoot it down like my that? My family history goes as far as I understand from my parents. Like, that's where it stops. I don't... My grandparents... I only have one remaining grandparent left, and she doesn't care <laughs> about any of that stuff. You know? I love history, but my family history, it's probably got to be so boring. Why? You're Romanian. Are you kidding me? The Gypsies. history out there? Yeah. The thieves? <laughs> Listen, Eastern European history is insane. I know. I mean, that's that's some... I, There's two people in in those parts of Europe... That can trace their ans- that, that can they can trace their ancestry back to you can trace it back to Genghis Khan, most people can trace their ancestry right. back to Genghis Khan, and Vlad the Impaler. He the two of them conquered such large parts of the world that there's a ton of people that can trace their ancestry back to those two. I knew Genghis Khan. I didn't know Vlad the Impaler. I thought he was known for killing people, not creating people. <laughs> well, he was. Known for the cruelty in which he killed, the, the cruel ways in which he killed people. Dude, here's something. Here's something that every business owner should pay attention to. Uh, and on that note, I, <laughs> on that note, speaking of Vlad the Impaler, here's an, impale here's, your here's prices. A, here's, a, here's, a, <laughs> here's a completely unrelated topic that I'll that I'll try with all my might to tie into. No, I was thinking about this. So since we started doing this podcast, I kind of lay in bed and toss around ideas and like, <clears throat> kind of figure out like where we've been, where we night. come from. It does. Like the worst thing you can do before you go to bed is to think. But <laughs> I, this was a hard lesson for me to learn. And Paul used to tell me all the time, the customer does not run the job. You're the professional. You run the job. And I, I, de- I never understood like... It's a great thing to say. It sounds good. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. But I never understood the gravitas of that statement until you step back like a renovation we were do- we- we've done. This was a couple years ago. We go and do this renovation. Homeowner wants to play project manager. Yeah. I, I, I still haven't learned that lesson. <laughs> but she wants to play. Pro- well, okay. So who's going to be running this job? Who's going to be doing the schedule? Oh, I'm going to take care of it. I, even if you are a project manager, you cannot manage your Big own mistake. home because you're compromised. You're also try those people are trying to live in that house at the same time. A lot of people don't just they don't leave right. the house. She's not scheduling to make the job go smoothly for all the contractors. She's scheduling because she wants her kitchen. And so what she'll do is she'll schedule a whole bunch of people on top of each other. I saw I drove past that house the other day in uh, Leonia. It's beautiful. So I was at the I started working at the tail end of that yeah, Leonia job. Yeah. I remember. She tried to set you up with one of her like daughter's friends or something, right? You walked in her her like niece or something. <laughs> and then you you went in there she, she was going to introduce you, but then you took off your boots then to go I, work on the toilet and she's like, "Uh, you know, never mind." Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you left like fiery footprints down the <laughs> hall. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen. We work hard. For the money We get stinky In these boots Anyway yeah So customers running the job Automatically should be a red flag When they say Well we're gonna take We're gonna I'm gonna be the project manager I'm scheduling everything Your Your whole job is compromised 
because you have your desire is to get in and out as fast as possible and the contractors get screwed i've we've had to walk off the job so many times because there have been so many contractors packed into this little kitchen we can't work and she didn't turn on the ac in the summer either which is a huge problem but that's uh, you, uh, that's something you're going to have to walk in and kind of sense when you're talking to the customer to sell a job. You have to kind of use your spidey sense to be like, something's telling me about this job, but it's just not going to go very smooth. You know what I mean? You could say that about every job almost. You all right there? No. Dude, your hair is out of control. It's the longest I've ever seen it. All right. Let's do this. Let's talk about... <laughs> A subject that we've talked about before I'm going to take you off subject Fine What your facial hair says about you as a tradesman Are you saying this because I just shaved my beard over this weekend? Yeah And you got no chin, you look like Bob's Burgers That's so messed up <laughs> You're such a little twerp And it really bothers me <laughs> How you just come in with these Snarky comments like I, We need you here or something Wait, hold on. And it's true. I don't have a chin. That's why I always have a... (laughs) That's why I always have facial hair. Because of my stupid face. The stupid lower (laughs) half of my face. I don't even know who in my family I got the lower half of this face from. My mom and both my parents have chins. They're all chiseled. Both of my parents have chins. But you remember when we did that? We did that like mock podcast a long time ago about what your facial hair says about you as a trades worker. We're doing like, what does a mustache say? What does a goatee say? All that kind of stuff. You know what? I got to find that. I got to find that video. It was timed perfectly. I edited it down with music and stuff. But what what is the the handlebars? We had everyone perfect. Like we got the electrician down perfect. The HVAC guy. We got the roofer. Plumber facial hair. You know what? Plumbers actually usually don't have facial hair or they have very light facial hair. Guys who have facial hair are roofers and I guess just regular construction workers. Handlebars, you've been working on your own as a, as a, a contractor for the last 25 years and no one's going to tell you nothing. <laughs> and you say your uncle, because your uncle's clean shaved. Always been clean shaven. Yeah. Uh, but he looks like a man. I don't look like a man. <laughs> What does that even mean? I mean that he cannot have facial hair and he looks like a man. Like people are going to take his word for things. You know what I'm saying? You're freaking weird. If, if I walk into somebody's house clean shaven and I start giving plumbing information out, plumbing advice, and they're going to be like, child. I mean, look, I, I, look like, I, I look like eight years younger. All, first of all, all the gray's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Why do you got to be cruel? Because I'm cold as ice. <laughs> the uh, the gray's mostly gone. Now it just looks like a blonde it's, beard. It's not. All right, it's still there, but I still look seven years younger. I already tell people I'm 38. I'm 41. Someone asked me the other day, like, "How old are you? Do you have kids?" I'm like, ah, "I'm 38." It's all right. You're still a good-looking guy. I just like to make fun. All right. Yeah. We're we're no more no more alcohol during the podcast. What were we talking about, Frankie? What? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> No, I was saying that it, it, your uncle said that a lot of people don't feel comfortable with uh, a worker coming into their house if they with have beards. facial hair. Yeah, it, well, like it's, 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 it's like, like an advertising statistic. Like yeah. a general, like, 
when you survey people, they're more likely to go with a clean shaven guy who's representing a contracting company than a beard. Because a beard, I guess, is intimidating. But I've never had any problems it with it. It might be intimidating. It might be intimidating or it might just... I don't know. It's like what we say about first impressions. It doesn't... Maybe it's not clean for people, you know? Well, the one lady goes... We had that. We had that one lady in uh, in in it, she. Uh, I walked in there. It was our tenth job there. We've been working here for a while. She walks in. She's like, "So why do you wear a beard?" I'm like, huh? I was like, "I don't know. I, I have no chin." I didn't tell her that. No, but I was like, "I don't know." I've always had facial hair. Like as soon as I was grown, I've always had a beard. She's like, "She's like, you look like those. You look like those. You look like those crazy, crazy guys on TV. Those crazy white guys from the South on TV." I'm like, "Well." I, I was born and raised in New Jersey. Right <laughs> I was born and raised up here. So, but what do you mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? I don't a facial I don't, hair I, just as a turn off to people because it's intimidating. Your, I don't know your appearance. Like the mullet's coming back. You know, I'm a huge fan of that. I know you're a I'm huge sorry. fan of it. I don't know. It just screams. I have friends. To me. I have friends out in like South Dakota and stuff who rock mullets, and it is. You know the one guy. I, he, I can't picture him in any other haircut, and he has women throwing themselves. <laughs> at him. This guy is grossly obese with a mullet and he a big beard. He doesn't have women throwing themselves <laughs> at him. There's no way. Women loved him. <laughs> what movie? I don't know. Austin Powers when they're talking about Pavarotti. Yeah. Employees. Oh, here we go. This is what I wanted to talk about. When I'm sitting in my room, not just thinking, but also scrolling through YouTube, YouTube reels, which is, okay. which is the worst thing you can do is to be on your phone before you go to bed because they're like 30, 40 seconds, but you just sit there scrolling and after a while, an hour and a half has passed. But I found this welders welding channel and he was, he has, he just basically films his students welding and then he'll walk up to them. He'll stop them from welding. He goes, tell me what you're worth on this job, on this little job you just did. Tell me what you want to make. And they'll shout out a number. Like, I think I'm worth this. And then he'll correct them and he'll tell them what they're actually worth. But I think, I think that is so good for employees, employers to do for their employees because it'll put it into perspective. How much do you think you should make you personally? Are you asking? I'm asking asking you. What I make now. What do you think you're worth? What I make. What now. you make now? I agree. <laughs> yeah, I've been here. I've been here for five, six years, and you know, you put your time and your work into. When I came on, I I knew close to nothing. All right, let me ask you this: When you first came on, what did you think you should be making? And pretend that Paul's not listening to this. He won't hold this against you. You could be honest. I I, I would probably say, what is it, seventeen, eighteen bucks an hour? Yeah, I think you started at fifteen. Yeah. Which at the time was at that time was minimum wage, right? But I think you should be making what is it? Is is it now sixteen, seventeen dollars in New Jersey? I think it's still fifteen. Is it? Well, I don't know. Of the minimum wage? Yeah. I have no idea to be I honest. I think we talked about did we talk about this last podcast? I can't remember Mm-mm. if if we talked talked about the guy that I spoke to at Ace. Yes, we did talk about that. Yeah. So I know that there's a time period that you have to work and you have to do the work that your boss doesn't want to do that you don't really want to do but you're you're learning a valuable skill and i was willing to learn that valuable skill and it was interesting for me because i've already talked about this though i wanted to do something different but when i came to this job 
I started enjoying it. I like work. You told me you wanted to get into plumbing because you were in the shower. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not what it was. Well, that's what you told me. I didn't. No, I didn't. So you lied to me. <laughs> I lied to you. So you lied to me when no, no, you first no. came to kiss my butt. No, no. When we first talked, you know, I wanted to do. I wanted to be an auto mechanic, and then I wanted to get into electrical. And I didn't know anybody in those trades. You I know, you, you said the, what I'm about to say. No. Like, oh, you wouldn't cut me off. No. You know exactly. No, no. You go. Okay. No. <laughs> this is what you told me. I didn't make this up. You said you were in the shower one day. <laughs> no, don't. And you were looking at the shower, and it was coming out hot water, and you were amazed, like in modern plumbing, that you can be upstairs getting taken a hot shower. How the how all that gets to you. I started to enjoy this work <laughs> after a little bit working. A little bit of work in this trade, and, and I that was a small forgot window. about and I forgot about plumbing, uh, electrical. Electrical's a lot cleaner. I'll tell you that. Sometimes I look at those guys envious. Electricians don't have beards at all. Yeah, <laughs> clean shaven. Clean shaven. You're an electrician. Yep. Electricians. I, I've, to, I've tried to take a couple electrical courses. There's so many little terms and stuff. Ohms, voltage. <laughs> Why'd you say that with a little bit of, little bit of oomph to your ohms? Ohms. <laughs> like you have voltage, you have ohms with your ohm meter. I don't know why I said it because it's a weird word. But you have all that stuff. And then this thing is measured at this. I, I don't know if I'm incapable of understanding or I just haven't put enough time in, but I still don't get it. Well, you, we do a little bit of electrical. I understand this. Yeah, we do low voltage, where, but it's just anything you're, you're from completing a loop. down. Well, I, I don't know. I, obviously, obviously, you go to school, you learn that kind of stuff. But plumbing to me just seems not easier, but it makes more sense to me. But also, the pool company set me up to do plumbing. I mean, I did, that's all I did was plumbing anyway. So. It was an easy transition for me. I mean, I told Paul, so when I first came here, I worked, Paul didn't take me on right away. For two months, I worked with our sister company in Hackensack on this huge job in Jersey City, this big commercial job. And I, I didn't, he said, I, I, I left the pool place. He goes, okay, go do plumbing with these guys. I didn't know anything, but I caught on really, really quick to the point and this could be because every other every other person that working there was just a moron. But the guy who was running the job had made me, in a couple weeks, d- like making calls and stuff on certain floors. I actually think, like now looking back, who I was working with, like, <laughs> like <laughs> they were just a bunch of bunch of dopes anyway. Like yeah. they were all young kids. They just put hands out there on that job, and the poor guy who was running the job was just he just had messes to work with all the time like that's it was, he quit after that i think but that was not that was all through winter oh and that was when winters were freaking cold we haven't had a cold winter in like three four years but the wind well you never it, worked you never worked in the winter you use as a pool guy you you said you should no, take the last, two months off when i was in service i didn't work for the winter but i went when i got into construction the last three four years we we would build the pools in the winter yeah. So they would have them for the spring. And that sucks. I mean, that everything about putting in a pool, first of all, cement needs heat to cure. So how do you pour, how do you, let me ask you, how do you think when you pour a pool in February, concrete, how do you cure that concrete? Heat gun. 
just so he could walk around with a What we had to do after when we were done working every day while the concrete on the pool was curing, you have to build a massive tent around the pool. With heat lamps and, and stuff. And then you hang, you put two by fours across the pool and you hang electric heaters all around the pool to try to maintain heat in there enough for it to cure enough where it won't break apart in the spring. Oh. Uh, pool, you know what? Now that I'm, pools is a thousand times worse. Then what? Plumbing. <laughs> uh, pools is not horrible and I worked for a good company. I really loved the guys I worked with. I worked there for like 14 years. I've never done anything. We've gone back there a couple times to ask them. I'm for still in a, have a good relationship with those guys, yeah. but the work is grueling. And most guys who, when once they reach the peak of their plumbing career, they end up uh, well, pool career. They end up becoming plumbers anyway. Really? Yeah. He, the the owner at the owner at the pool place. He says that's that's where he loses guys to plumbing. <laughs> Kevin got into plumbing. Oh yeah. Who else got into plumbing? It's just an easy transition. You're running gas lines. You're doing PVC. What else we got here? You know what? I just want to bring this up real quickly. I remember. Make how, it interesting. Well, it is interesting. We had a customer. Is it? <laughs> we had a customer. You used to tell me things about pools all the time that I, I didn't. Crazy stories that I didn't necessarily believe. You remember that you told me if you don't put a PRV on a pool. No. A, a hydrostatic relief valve oh, at the bottom of the okay. pool. Okay, a hydrostatic relief valve at the bottom of a pool, it will shoot out of the ground and It'll lift rise up, out. rise up like a boat yep. out of the ground. And it took five years of you calling me a, a lying sack of shit <laughs> until it happened in front of you. I didn't say that. No, but your eyes did. <laughs> so we, I told him this story, and it's true. If you you have to put a hydrostatic relief valve in the bottom of your pool shell, because you really just have a big boat buried in the ground. That's all a pool is. So you have to put a hydrostatic relief valve in case your groundwater rises. It'll filter into the pool and balance out the water weight in the groundwater. And we did a big, big job at Englewood. They redid the pool. How many bathrooms are there? Six, seven bathrooms? Yeah, but we didn't do the pool. We didn't do anything. We didn't do the pool. But we did work on the house. We did did the plumbing in the house. And one day... And a company was working on the pool and they didn't pop the relief valve and we go back have all the contractors go back the next week and the pool is four feet out of the ground <laughs> i couldn't the it's entire so, pool it's crazy to see when you see it in real life and i go out there and, I, I and as soon as i see still. it i turn to you and i go see <laughs> i told you i told you i wasn't lying it, it is crazy <laughs> it's crazy how that can happen and now what do you what do you have to you what do you do you have nothing your pool is done. There's it's nothing done. you can do. You can't like absolutely because y- your pool is hard. Pi- um, your ha- your pool is hard piped with the plumbing tied buried in the ground. As soon as wow, you do so that, you you're to, cracking pipe. You have okay, so you have to redo done. the entire thing. done. That's insane. Yeah. Luckily, well, for the customer, not for the company, but the company's liable because they didn't take the proper precaution. Wow. They re. Excuse me. They reshot that whole pool with concrete, and they didn't put a relief valve in there. That's tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, or tens of thousands. Of dollars? I mean, on a pool like that, they're probably that's probably seventy thousand dollar pool. Absolutely. Plus the do those equipment? companies have insurance for that? <laughs> yeah, for that type of thing. Oh, yeah, it covers that. Well, I you know what I actually does it don't cover know. negligence like that? Well, if we screw up on the job. Like, let's say we don't solder a pipe and it bursts in the middle of the night and it's definitely our fault. 
we do have some kind of insurance. We have ways to prove that it's not our fault. <laughs> but it, it doesn't mean you get away scot-free. You're still paying. That's what you think. It's tr- uh, Dude, there's no way an insurance company is going to cover all of that crap. We have a customer in Englewood that a roofing company was working on their roof, and they were using an acetylene tank and a, um, a flame to set lead or something. Listen to this. This is crazy. They were working on the roof, and they sparked something underneath the roof. It didn't catch fire till like three hours later. It smoldered for three hours and then burst into flames what? after they were done. How does that even happen? It's sitting there smoldering underneath the roof, like oh, against the wood. This and this word, the- this fancy word, smoldering. Before, before a, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to put you. On well, the spot. it's like it. it's like know. a campfire where it's just the coals are smoldering, yeah, yeah, and then it'll coals. catch something that'll ignite. But it was just smoldering along the insulation, and then I guess it hit like a breeze or some kind of oxygen and just ignited in the middle of, the, and they lost their whole house. Me and Paul, that was that was my first job. That was my first job after that house caught on fire with Paul, and we were there. 11, 12 o'clock at night working on that house. Oof. Winterizing it, shutting it, yeah. Why were you there at 11, 12 o'clock at night? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember why we were there so late. There were three nights we were there late. <laughs> the house late. is done. You said the house went I up. I gotta ask Paul about that. Like, why did you drag <laughs> me out so late? I don't remember why, but I know we were there late. I, and that was rough. Everything, they couldn't take any of their, any of their belongings. Nothing. What else we got? <laughs> What's what do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Yeah, we'll 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 end this segment. I'm the with, I'm with the sidekick. I f- I'm the sidekick. I feed off of you. Oh, you don't have thoughts of your own, clearly. No, it's just air. It's just. It's air and anger. Air, anger, that clapping monkey. <laughs> that angry clapping monkey from. Uh, the Grinch. From no, from uh, what are you doing? You're the worst. I'm fidgety. Here, I'm gonna turn your mic off while you fix that. It's fixed. It's fixed. Oh, oh that vibration. That's gonna send our fans. This we're gonna lose a lot fans. of fans because of that. <laughs> You're talking about the fans that we have in the shop that are going on us. Well, uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff, but uh, I think that was a good episode. Let's not let's not get into a. A dronious rant after this, and just <laughs> say I just end on a on a high note. But uh, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in and listening. We appreciate it. And now that we know that a couple people are actually listening, till next. Even time. though even though it's you can count them on one hand. You got drunk. I gotta get. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta get drunk for this thing. Drunk. We're gonna go drive to the park right now. <laughs> All right. Until next week. Bye. <laughs>